Hello, how are you doing today? I just wanted to um, encourage you today with the Word of God and take a little bit of time and share something that the Lord revealed to me this week. I hope it'll bless you. Um, But before I get started real quick, I just wanted to um, remind you that if you're not following me on social media, um, I think it might be beneficial for you to do that. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, and um, I'm just constantly posting things and putting stuff out there, trying to encourage the body of Christ, trying to help everybody come into some knowledge. I don't know everything, but the things that I've learned through my walk with the Lord have helped me go to the next level and have helped me accomplish things. Um, I want to share those things with people. Um, Because I don't think it's wise for us to stay in one place constantly trying to figure everything out on our own. When God gave us the whole body that should work together and help sharpen every other part of the body. So um, if you could follow me on those things, I think it would help you a little bit. But um, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the guy at the pool of Bethesda over in John um, chapter 5. I'm going to... I'll just start reading at verse 1. It says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, and blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For the angel went down at a certain season into the pool, and troubled the water. And whosoever then first... After the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And there was a certain man there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had now been there a long time in that case. And he saith unto him, Will you be made whole? I want to stop right there for just a minute and talk about what's going on here. Um, So this is before Jesus went to the cross. Um, You know, the Lord has always had mercy on his people, and he's always wanted to provide ways for us to receive whatever it is we need. So there's this pool, um, and um, an angel goes down, troubles the water, and the first person to get in gets healed. And it kind of reminds me of what so many Christians feel like their walk with God is like today. Um, It's kind of like, you know, well, it's just by chance. It's a, you know, first come, first serve. You know, it's something you're going to have to do. You're going to have to beat everybody else and get into the water. Um, you know, it, it, there, was, there was some things involved there that everybody didn't have the capacity to obtain. And, you know, that's kind of like a type and shadow of what it used to be like. But now Jesus shows up. And he looks at the guy and says, will you be made whole? You know, a lot of times we're sitting around in a situation, maybe we've been struggling in one area of our life for many years. And, you know, the days just keep passing and we can't figure out why we're not getting victory in this area. And um, so we have Jesus show up on the scene and now we have an opportunity here. He says in verse 7, The impotent man answered and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. Um, But while I'm coming, another step is down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise and take up your bed and walk. You know, immediately this guy, he's been sitting there for 38 years and he's got his top down. 
I don't know about you, but you know, there are areas in my life that I couldn't get victory over. And so you start figuring out how to justify, well, you know, these people did this and these people did that. And this hindered me and this happened over here. And well, my pastor this and, you know, well, brother so-and-so this and you get all this talk down trying to justify the fact that I've been here and I've been trying to do everything right this whole time and it hasn't worked out for me. And so, uh, you know, it's this person's fault or this situation's fault. You know, I didn't go to college. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And we just have every excuse. And we're so ready to justify our situation. And Jesus just cut through all the garbage and said, will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Look, here it is. Do you want it or not? Because God provided it for you already. It's already yours. The struggle is not with you waiting on some exterior circumstances to happen. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. Your your provision is not waiting on somebody to do something for you. It's not waiting on on, um, you to be able to accomplish something on your own. It's literally already done for you. And you know, I hear things like that. And sometimes I'll be sitting somewhere and I'll hear somebody say, well, God's already done it. God's already done it. Well, if God's already done it, where is it? You know, it's already done. It's already yours. He already provided. Just like Adam, when he stuck Adam in the garden, he put gold in the garden um, long before there were supermarkets or anywhere to spend gold. And the Bible talks about the gold that he put there to provide for Adam, that it was very good gold. And again, when Jesus came into the earth, before he even hit the ground, kings, kings, were bringing a king's gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Not one little bucket of gold, not one little basket of frankincense or myrrh. King's portion. You know, when that queen of Sheba came to see Solomon, she brought billions of dollars worth of stuff. These kings were bringing him some gold before he ever even started his ministry. God always provides for us before we even get started. The provision for you had already happened, but the enemy comes in and tries to um, hide it from you. He tries to deceive you. He tries to make you feel like God's holding out on you. That's what he said to Eve. He said, God God knows, Eve, if you eat this, you're going to be like him. He don't want you to eat that. He's holding back on you. He's keeping something from you. He doesn't want you to partake. But the Bible tells us all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. God's not withholding anything from you. But we get to thinking that he might be because the enemy convinces us The enemy also convinces us that somehow our exterior circumstances are deciding whether or not we're going to get the victory or not. Nothing could be further from the truth. The things that you can see are temporal. The things you can't see, they're eternal. What you have to do is you've got to take the Word of God, and you've got to start doing what God said to do. He gave you a voice. He gave you the creative power to manifest whatever it is you need in your life. He manifest it now in your life. He gave you your words. You know, so many times we think our words are just used to describe our current situation. Please don't sit around and just describe your current situation. Don't do what this guy at this pool was doing. Well, I try and every time somebody else, you know, as long as that's what you say, you're going to sit there for 38 years. That's not what he told you to do. He said,
said, will you be made whole? Get up. Just get up. God's grace is sufficient for you. You know, Paul went crying to God. Oh, I've prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. Get up and do whatever it is you're supposed to be doing right now. You speak it. You start doing it. He created you to be God of this earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to us. You're only limited by what you can believe that God has for you and by the words that you're speaking. And and so Jesus tells him to do this. So immediately, this man was made whole. And he got his bed and he walked. And as soon as he got his breakthrough, as soon as he got free from the religious ideology that there was something he was going to have to do, that somehow he was being oppressed, he was being held back. As soon as he got delivered from religion, when liberty showed up in front of his face, when Jesus himself, standing there talking to him, sets him free and gives him the thing that he's desired for 38 years, he can walk. He has victory. And everybody in the body of Christ should be celebrating with this man. We should all be so excited for what's going on in his life because we got a victory. Our team just scored. You know, when you're on the winning team, it's cool when you score. It doesn't matter who made the shot. This guy scored. Every Christian, every believer should have been celebrating. But no, no, the Jews, the believers at that time, Started condemning him, questioning him. Who? What are you doing? You're breaking the law. This isn't the will of God. You can't have your needs. You can't have your wants. You know, God just wants you to barely get by. Who are you to think that you can have victory over the earth? I believe Jesus said, your will be, your God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe that's what Jesus taught. I believe that Jesus taught this man, I know you've been here a long time and things didn't look good. But if you want it, you can have it and you can have it right now. And when the guy believed and got up and did it, everybody started condemning him. I tell you what, you know you're on the right track when the, when the believers in the world start condemning you and acting like you've just blew it. I see so many people in the body of Christ that finally obtain the promises of God. And when we all ought to be celebrating, instead people start casting stones. Listen, don't worry about what those naysayers say. If Jesus does something miraculous for you, go and tell the world. Amen? Just like he did. He said, I don't know. I'm telling you, I got healed. And the guy told me to pick up my bed and walk. And I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do what he's told me to do. Because that's, that's the will of God for my life. So I want to encourage you today. Whatever it is you're struggling with, listen, God already provided it. God already provided it. The fact that you want it, that it is a desire in your heart. You know, I had a young person come to me and I was asking the kids, okay, what do y'all believe in God for? I want to get in faith with you. And he told me he wanted a four-wheeler. And I said, okay. So I start praying for this four-wheeler. And it dawned on me that some of the adults around probably thought, what are you doing praying for him to have a four-wheeler? So after we finished praying, I said, I said, let me explain something to you guys. This young man thinks he's going to be a monster truck driver for Jesus when he gets older. 
He thinks he's going to ride and he thinks he's going to race cars for Jesus when he gets older. This is all this little boy talks about. He rides everything he can get his hands on. And he's pretty darn good at it. He can drive an 18-wheeler and he's literally 11 years old. This little guy is an amazing driver. And the fact that he wants a four-wheeler, to me, it's a tool that he's going to use to develop his gift, to train himself, to to learn the skills that he's going to need to someday walk in his destiny and the desire in his heart that he wants to do to serve our Lord Jesus. Everybody called by Jesus is not called to preach. Only one tribe was called into the ministry and they all weren't called to be the priest. Let people believe God for what it is that they've got on their heart. Because whatever they have on their heart has something to do with their destiny and what they're called to do. Quit worrying about what other people are doing. Figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing. Figure out what it is you need to accomplish what you're trying to do and get in faith for it. And don't let anybody condemn you when you get your breakthrough. Because that's all part of the plan. The Bible says you're going to reap with persecutions. I know, he, he warned us ahead of time. Look, some people are just not going to get it. They're not even going to see how every time a believer obtains the promises, how that benefits all believers. They're not going to see it. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going to love them anyway. And we're going to go forward and we're going to do what God's called us to do. So I'm just, I wanted to encourage you today to take hold on what it is you're believing God for and don't let up. Don't spend one more minute blaming or looking around and trying to figure out who's hindering you from getting what it is you're trying to get. Just look to the Lord Jesus and ask him, how do I get up from here and walk? And let the Lord reveal it to you. And whenever he shows you the path, go do it quickly. Amen. Listen, God bless you. I want to encourage you again. Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. And um, I hope you enjoyed this and tune in to the next one I got coming up and we'll talk soon. God bless you big.